Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. Butthole has two days left before he's tried as the leader of the Moonites and his friends have to prepare his legal defense. Alan, Quinny, and not Peter Baelish have broken into one of the judge's homes, murdered his butler to interrogate his ghost, and are searching for evidence. Will they find what they need to clear our flatulent cleric? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons. I died the way I lived, alone. And then he fades into mist. Well, put him back in the bag. <laughs> I bag him up. Bag him up. You literally got the most useless corpse you could have. And you're like, this one, though. First, We're first keep many. Him forever. <laughs> There's a lot of room in this bag. <laughs> All right, I'm going for this lock. Well, I'd like to also do some further investigation okay. of the rooms while you you're like trying off? to, f- while you're maybe, yeah. maybe just for a okay. bit. Because there might be something about the lock where, like... Maybe he's got a key in the nightstand. You know, I haven't even checked that. Well, because if he's the only one who ever came up here, and clearly this place is unused and unlived in, this was his only quarters, then who else would have the key except for him? Perhaps it is here. Oh, Alan, just so you know, there's legal books on on the desk over there. Oh, cool. If he's the judge of this case that we're on... Those are probably the most recently used books. Yes. They might pertain the most to this case. That's great and exactly what I was thinking. So I'm going <laughs> to check those out. I'm just like feeling embarrassed that like I'm just going for magic and got way too excited by that one book. <laughs> just like, all right, I have a friend to save. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check those out. See, sure. See if they're about the case. They're very clearly about the case. <laughs> and it seems that uh, Pemberton was looking into the logistics on what the legal obligation. You're, again, you're surprised. He actually seems to be a fairly competent judge. He was looking into the legality of charging someone for spreading a religion that then became a cult. Okay. There are a few um, examples cited of people bringing their religion with them to new towns or to new countries, and then the religion getting out of hand and whether or not the missionary who brought the religion with them should be tried for it. There's a particularly interesting case that he's been underlining about a dwarf who brought uh, a forge god to um, a magical community in sort of the far, far reaches of the north and uh, the sort of horror that they wrought when they combined their magic with forge technologies and uh, whether the dwarf was legally responsible. It seems like the kind of thing people would debate in colleges. You're like... What, very, do you, what was... Do you, do you see what the outcome of that uh, case was? Yeah, you can flip a few pages ahead. The ultimate outcome was the, uh, the dwarf wasn't found guilty largely yes. because the actions of that community... He basically, he showed up, he traded there for a bit and then he left. So to hold him responsible for what happened afterwards seemed unusual. However, there are other examples where it seems the person was charged and arrested. Shit. I pick up uh, one of the lanterns Mm -hmm. on the table and start casting its light around the room. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he said there was a writing desk. Yep. So I go over to the writing desk. And you said there are papers on it, yes? Mm-hmm. So can I take a pick up the papers and take a look at what what's scribbled on it? Sure. So uh, Pemberton seems to have been taking notes based on this book that Alan just read. But it seems that what he's more interested in is how to streamline the process to speed up the conviction. Ah, specifically the conviction. That's sort of the, the, the first page. Can you roll me an insight check? 13. Some of the notes don't seem to make any sense, though. So about halfway down, they don't seem to relate to what Alan has just relayed to you about what he was reading. They seem to be from something else. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> <laughs> are there any drawers on the writing desk? Uh, sure. So I just open them and take a look uh, inside? It seems to just be full of correspondence, papers. Can you roll me a perception check, please? Six. Ooh. You're rifling through the pages. Uh, it looks like, you know, he sends and receives a lot of letters. You suspect it'd probably take too long to, to read them. Damn it. Can I take them with me? 
Sure. Queenie, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to check the nightstand for keys. You open the nightstand. There's no keys in it. Anything good in there? No, it looks like there's like a small cup for his dentures. You know, there's like a small book that seems to just have some like light, light reading in it. Cool, cool. You do, however, find an envelope that has been opened. It's empty, but uh, there's no address on it. Hmm. Um, And there doesn't seem to be any writing on it, but there's a very ornate seal that's been split. Do I recognize the seal? You do, because you have it tattooed on your back. Oh, brother. All right. Um... I fold that up and pocket it, hopefully so that the other two don't see. Cool. Can you roll me a sleight of hand check, please? And can uh, both of you guys roll me a perception check? Uh, 16 total. I'm also at 16 total. Ooh, 13. So you both see Quinny open, like, you hear a drawer open, so you know how we kind of, like, look to a noise, and then you see Quinny, like, very quickly fold something and pocket it. I just kind of raise my eyebrows, but I keep going about my business because it's always better to not let anyone know that you have something on them. I'm going to ignore it. Great. Awesome. Well, I love consequence-free interactions. work there, Quinny. <laughs> um, what, what, what a thrilling, dramatic turn for the audience. <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I look over my shoulder to the camera and say, fuck you, audience. <laughs> And then they're like, cool, she's like, are Deadpool. you sure you're not Peter Baelish? <laughs> what? No, I'm not Peter Baelish, you oh, see. I'm chomping at the bit to crack this chest. All right, go for it. I think you should go ahead. Yeah. I can keep looking around the room, oh, yeah, though, yeah, while yeah. you're doing it, so go ahead. And I also have bardic inspiration. So uh, how are you going to inspire him? Do I have to roll this first? or uh, No, so basically all you have to do is declare that you're using bardic inspiration. I'm going to ask you how you're inspiring him, and then when he rolls, you get to roll that dice and add it to whatever he gets. Okay. I walk over to to Quinny, looking at the chest, and I you know, say, so what do you think? I mean, I think this is a well, well-made lock. Mm. I don't know it from any kind of standard manufactured lock. It might be custom-made. I just, I'm excited to kind of see if I can beat this challenge and, and get in there and get some some tasty loot. Well, I'm excited for you because, you know, you are unique yourself. I have... Go on. <laughs> you know, much like I, how I assume this lock would be for you, you are someone who has so many secrets of your own, whether they are things you find in a drawer and put away or... My palms are sweaty. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> Thank you. Yes! But I've known you now for a while. Mm. One of the reasons I followed you on this adventure, I knew that you would be absolutely integral to this. Is that your mind works like one of the finest locks themselves. Perhaps it is complicated, but you have something special. There's more than just the tools at hand that allows you to win. But will the dice behind those tools Thank also you, allow you to win? Feeling pretty good. Sleight of hand, is it? I'm oh, sorry, no, uh, dex. 12 is my role. Uh, seven. It's been a long time since a fellow criminal had this much faith in you. Yeah. I mean, you, you've got your softy friends on your side, and that's mm. cool. But a hardened master criminal, like not Peter Baelish, yeah, that's, yeah. that's something new. So as you uh, start to pick the lock, you feel kind of with your thieves' tools that the piece that felt out of place is mm. actually a needle trigger. Okay. So you're able to kind of jam that and then crack the top of the lock. All right. Am and, I in? Or? Yep. The, okay. the chest swings open. Amazing. What's inside? There seems to be just mostly paper Aww. and <laughs> and what the fantasy equivalent of a crown royal bag. Right. Like a purple velvet Like bag. a drawstring kind of thing. The drawstring. Yep. There's also a flintlock pistol. Oh, sweet. I'll pick up the flintlock pistol. Cool. Um, and I'll pick up the bag. It clinks. It clinks. Ooh. Uh, I'd like to take a look at the papers inside. Uh, yeah, sure. See what I can find. So roll for the perception. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. As not Peter Baelish leans in to pick up those papers, I give him a pat on the back and say, thanks, that really helped. I'm here for you. And then I lean in and say, but remember, you're here for me. And a chill goes down my spine. <laughs> Legit. Oh, shit. Natural <laughs> one for Peter Baelish's perception. <laughs> I, like, slap him on the back and he just drops all the Ow. papers. <laughs> yeah, uh, Quiddy slaps you on the back. And, you know, not Peter Baelish, it's also been a long time since you've You've had a friend that, that, you know, really has your back, too. So you're happy you're able to inspire him so much. And you reach in, you sort of grab the sheath of papers, but you're so distracted by your newfound friendship that as you bring them up to your face, you fail to recognize the dagger that's between some of the sleeves of paper, and it shears the mustache of your goatee off <gasps> in one perfect swipe. They fall 
like broken dreams from your face. What have I become? I <laughs> sweetest friend. <laughs> and I am just too overcome with emotion. A part of me in the back of my head is like, oh, why did I tag a, like a like a thread onto the end? That was that was a nice thing he said to me. Oh, maybe, maybe this is why I'm still alone. <laughs> Now you'll never like you know who's gonna who's gonna go for a mustache right? You don't even have one anymore. <laughs> yeah, the good news is uh, it looks like an extraordinarily thin and fine dagger, um, the kind that could easily be hidden on your person. So it's a uh, a plus one dagger, and it's easily concealable. Okay, Quinny. Inside the bag, you find eight quartz stones, which are worth fifty gold each. Odd that stones would clink, but you never know in Neverwinter. There's also 20 gold. Appreciate the criticism, Ryan. Keep it coming. <laughs> to be fair, you just earned 20 gold from criticism, so. Yeah, no, that, that was not bad. sarcastic. <laughs> you just got me 20 more gold pieces. There's also a dragon in it. <laughs> All right, Brian, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> but it's a small one. Train it. <laughs> Have a dragon junior of your own. How do you train a dragon? Now that you've uh, dealt with the uh, the unfortunate consequence of your loss of mustache, you're able to uh, to look through the papers at your leisure. As I, as I wipe some of the whiskers that fell onto them. If you can even experience leisure anymore without that mustache. You know me so well, Quinny. <laughs> I now live in a labyrinth of pain. <laughs> Your upper lip is like gently cold now. <laughs> you kind of forgot that that's what happens. But. I wish I had a sweater for it. <laughs> Amongst the letters, you actually find some uh, some very interesting documents. One of them seems to be a bill of agreement that is signed similar to the one you saw before with a different investor, but for a considerable sum of money for bridge repair. And with it is a slip of deposit from um, a large bank in Waterdeep, where it seems the money was almost in its entirety deposited soon thereafter. So fairly incriminating documents uh, for the judge. You also find a few letters that seem to suggest that uh, the judge is currently uh, vying for a higher position and uh, may have been partially involved in uh, some of the uprisings against Lord Neverember's rule. Mm. There's a, a logo on it that you don't recognize. I show it to my compatriots. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I can't I say I recognize I've... the logo. You sure do. Okay. Now, I, I've actually never had to kind of describe this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But if I see it, I'm just going to kind of pull this knowledge out of nowhere and hope nobody really asks how I know. So I'm going to tell them, like, that's the mark of the unseen hand. They are some seriously bad motherfuckers. What does it say on that letter? Can you roll me a deception check, Quinny? And Alan, can you roll me an insight check, please? Sure. 16 total. 16. 21 total. So, Alan, you get a sort of a horrible feeling as Quinny says this because this is the same mark you saw on the dragon cult. This mm-hmm. is the same mark that Butthole freaked out about on Quinny's back. Quinny's clearly seen this mark a bunch and he's never volunteered this information. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he knows their name. Seems very suspicious to you and you hate being suspicious of your friends. Mm-hmm. Something seems wrong here. should probably just forget it. Oh, Quinny, <laughs> I'm just, just curious. Have you had run-ins with these guys before? Uh... Yeah, in my days in prison. I don't really want to, I don't think now's the time to talk about it. But, uh, you know, yeah, I, I've run into them. Are, are they your friends? No, come on. I'm, I'm Quinny. I don't have any friends, right? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, cool, man. She's like, she's, uh, what do we call her? She's green. She's not used to all this breaking and entering kind of stuff. Don't mean to pry. What does that have to do with friendship? Fucking be cool, not Pete. <laughs> Sorry, the mustache. <laughs> cool. So maybe when we have more time, we can talk about it. Yes, that would be great. Cool. I would love to talk about this more. From downstairs, <laughs> you hear a, a door slam open and you hear a very strong voice call, Sam Ling! And I'm like, oh, where th- are you? Thank I'm you. here and my shoes are dirty. Clean them. Let's get out of here. The body's name was Samling. Oh, we didn't ask my, him that. My alarm didn't work. We had 10 work. questions so far. <laughs> Cut back to the prison. So, butthole, your stomach's a little off. Can you roll me a constitution save, please? Yes, I can, because I'm trying to hold this in for a special moment. <laughs> what? Uh, my constitution save total is 14 total. So there's a tremendous rumble in your belly, but... I punch you feel, it in. You feel like you've got control... <laughs> So you look at the uh, small covered bucket in the corner, and you can choose whether or not to use it. And I look at that bucket, and I say, not today, motherfucker. Cool. So, uh... Because I got that bean in there, and I'm not ready to let it out. 
Oh, it oh might my God. Save, it might save the day or ruin the day. I'm unsure oh at this God. point. Yay! In advance, I rolled for what the bean does. Don't tell me. I I'm don't want to know what you're... I, you don't stop. You're showing me your face and it's ruining it. Literally, <laughs> anything it could be would be great. Uh, <laughs> Deus Ex Bean. <laughs> Yevgenovich seems to have kind of gone back to his sort of mutterings to himself. He's definitely not getting back in that cloak, though. No, he's, and he should. Uh, he's he's, he's uh, out and proud. As you've had more time to look over the documents, uh, you've definitely determined that someone with great legal knowledge has worked on it. You've got all that. Uh, you notice, though, the day is nearing its end and none of your friends have returned yet, so you're desperately hoping that Goblin Jr. is still keeping a watchful eye on them. Yeah, I'm, like, pretty concerned about that, but I'm also I'm taking my time now where, like, I, I've read all the stuff, so I've gotten all I'm going to get out of reading at this point. So I'm, like, laying on the bed, and I'm just quietly, like, I'm still holding in the poop, but I'm letting little farts out mm-hmm. and then just like inhaling them gently just to keep my like thoughts flowing because my prayers aren't really working. Like mm-hmm. I, I've been praying, but everything's turning up like sort the of like negative a answer. Thing. Yeah, like everything is a no. Like, am I going to live? No. Am I going to move my hand right now? No, but I still can. So clearly this caller's like fucking that up. So I'm unsure. Clerics are wisdom or intelligence based? Wisdom. wisdom. Yeah. Can you roll me a wisdom safe, please? 18 total. Similar to how um, Alan can occasionally feel like when you're in Winchester, there was that weird arcane interference. You can tell that there's a lot going on in the channels that you normally use to call upon your faith, which is very strange. This is something that's never happened to you before. But where normally you have such a one-to-one easy connection to Moonhammer, right now you're feeling disconnected and a little... Yeah, it's like when, when your neighbors are using your Wi-Fi, so it slows down. Like, I, I had, like, a really good connection, and now it's like, oh, i got to talk to fucking Steve again. Like, i got to change the password. Yeah. So that's weird. But but I'm, I'm determined with my fart smelling that I'm going to come up with some great legal arguments I can present to the team. Just before the day wraps up, someone comes in and says, uh, Sorry, uh, you, uh, you're uh, your butthole farch. I'm certainly not Yevgenovich, am I right? Yevgenovich is like, what, what? I'm yeah. And I, I do like finger guns <laughs> with him a couple guns of times. Back yeah. and he, or he like gets hit. He's like, oh, no, no, I'm dead. And then I'm, I'm like, okay. I can't believe I did that to my friend. This is the saddest day ever. And I'm, I'm shooting myself in the head and then I fall and down And then too. he's like, no, you're a cleric. You could have brought me back. And then, and then, then he dies. He's like, it's a tragedy. And then I yell, revivify. <laughs> and we both get up. And I'm like, thanks, uh, your God. <laughs> <laughs> Rack to be praised. And That's then it. The guy at the door is like, you know, this would be so much better if you didn't have that magic collar on. Steve's like, shut up, man. I'm like, yeah, dude, the light show would be fucking majestic. It's like, well, uh, listen, I've, I've uh, come to inform you that uh, your trial date's been pushed up. Legal arguments will begin at noon tomorrow. But listen, I would like to file a formal complaint. Uh, who can I do that with? Uh, you can do that with me. All right, I would like to file a formal complaint. I'm going to I'm going to write it down and I just write the phrase this sucks and then I ball it up behind my back to like fold it fancy for him and then I give it to him. And I'm like I'd like you to read this. So he unfolds it and and it farts right in his face. <laughs> How are you doing that without magic? No, because behind my back, I just farted in it. And I, I, I've got a lot of practice. So I made like a little like origami box out of it. And then I folded it shut. Both the Steves are very impressed with this. They get a little too attached to their prisoners sometimes. Yevgenovich has never seen something better. Um, also, and- I look in this guy's face, just realizing this right now. And I go, man, I hope you're not a judge, though. <laughs> well, maybe one day. But no, I'm just a lowly clerk. Oh, then just a second. And I take that letter back. And I like refold the fart box. And I fart it in. And I seal it up and I'm like, can you give this to whoever made this decision? And he looks at you with like such gratitude and glee in his eyes and he's like, yeah, but you know what? You should probably do it in triplicate. And he hands you two more blank pieces of paper. Oh, yeah. And and I write like, this sucks on both of them. I spelled the word sucks differently in all three letters. Yeah, like I'm, I'm not nailing it on that. And I fart in the other two, and then I, I give them to him. But then I also, because I'm assuming I still have my purse, because they just took weapons, right? I'm still in my um, my plate mail. I, I think you're in your armor, but they, they took your stuff. Oh, okay. So then I'll take a fourth one, and I'm going to write, like, butthole owes you five gold pieces to be paid by head <laughs> lawyer Alan. And I'm like, here's your tip, man. You're going to have to give that to Alan, though. They took my money. He's like, you know what? No one has ever tipped me before, man. Thank you. Thank you. And he folds them up and he kind of leaves with a little spring to step. I'm going to give you one point of legal inspiration <laughs> that oh you can goodness. only use during your trial. <laughs> I, I am pleased with this development. Um, also, I now know I have a new business idea of stuff we can market at the Temple of Moonhammer alongside the teachers. Back in Pandover, yeah. Fart letters. Cut back to our friends at the mansion. You hear um, what sounds like the, the judge kind of like rumbling around downstairs yelling for the gnome. 
And without finding the gnome, he quickly starts yelling for the guards. Oh, shit. This is escalating quickly. Um, okay. It's almost like after a full episode of talking, I thought something should happen. <laughs> I have disguise self available. I can still use that. I could disguise myself mm-hmm. as the gnome to come down and greet him. Okay. Does Alan still look like Von Strauss's wizard or no? No. No, that, um, the, that I, I wanted to I, I check only, that. I only have that for an hour. Got it. Yeah. And um, the only catch with this guy's self is that you can't change your dimensions. So you'll still, you can look like Samling, but you'll be I mean, not Peter Baelish height. Depending on how racist this judge is, I could put on the gnome's clothes as a halfling and maybe he'll be like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, unfortunately, you yeah, won't my, know my the difference. self is the same thing. I'm so. the most gnome size out of all of us. Hmm. Yeah. And I can only disguise myself. And I mean, at the very least, that can act as a distraction. Yeah, leading to what? <laughs> Just, hey, look at me. I'm wearing your butler's clothes. Chase me, chase me. It's a fun game. It's a super fun game. Someone's been reading my dream journal. <laughs> All right. I'm wearing your butler's clothes. <laughs> Chase me. <laughs> if I don't know what I'm distracting him for, then I might as well milk it. <laughs> All right, fair, maybe. Because my, my immediate thought was just like, well, I could kill him with my crossbow. I'm like, no, wait, we need this guy. To- we, we got like seconds, right? Like yeah. he's in, he's already kind of agitated. I open up the bag. Stanley comes tumbling out. I take off his clothes. Uh, we're in a hurry. I put them over mine. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm already running down the spiral staircase. Cat, uh, you want to bring him back from the dead to ask him how he thinks this outfit looks? <laughs> Don't ask the All right, so you, you bound down the stairs. Dude, there's no time. Do I need a dexterity check? <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's wearing an outfit covered in blood and the house silverware. <laughs> That's a 14 going down the spiral staircase. All right, you succeed in in bounding down the spiral staircase. Uh, You turn the corner and come face to face with Judge Pemberton, who looks aghast that there's a halfling wearing (laughs) (laughs) blood-soaked butler outfit. All right. And I say, my lord, I was just, I pull a spoon out of, like, my breast pocket. Like polishing your silverware. <laughs> God! I shoved a spoon in his mouth. <laughs> okay, I, um, I, I roll, me, to, I, roll me a melee I attack, please. Oh my God. <laughs> What's the modifier on that? Just strength? Uh, I'll, I'll say it's a finesse weapon, so <laughs> dexterity. Thank you. Uh, so that's a total of 11. 11. Uh, okay, you managed to get the spoon into his mouth, <laughs> yeah. um, but you kind of like scrape the roof of his mouth. So it's like it's in there, but you're not... As long as he's not calling for the guards anymore. Um, Roll initiative. (laughs) Jesus Christ! That judge is going in that fucking bag. (laughs) Hello, friends. It is I, Reginald, local hero who's never run away or been afraid even once. I'm here to tell you how you can contribute to the Horde, or our fortress or whatever. They told me I had to do this, and if I don't, I could die. So let me tell you exactly what you can get. You can get an opportunity to contribute in a way that doesn't require you to risk your life, but keeps me risking mine. I did not approve this script before I read it. Uh, apparently, if you chip in $15 a month, you get the ability to contribute new names to NPCs and characters and locations that can appear in this show. And then some of them might be my friend. Well, that's very good. I need more friends. And some of them might try to kill me, which is just fine. Up to you. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Join today, you can contribute. Plus, there's ad-free feeds, apparently, in some kind of community. Please, just don't send scary things. <laughs> are, we all, are we all rolling? Uh, yes, please. Yeah. I, I'm at a six for initiative. Seven. 18. Okay, so from the top of the round, not Peter Baelish, you're up. So from downstairs, you hear, Hello, my lord, I'm just polishing your silverware. And then someone yelling, Guards. And then, Glock. Well, I've got that scroll with the seal on it. Mm-hmm. This is really compromising information on this judge. Mm-hmm. I say, Ah, ah, I'm afraid calling the guards might be a bad idea right now, Judge Pemberton. And I hold up the scroll. I wouldn't do that if I were you. You're coming with us either way. That could be peaceably or 
It could be very, very violent. Can you roll me a persuasion check, please? Eleven. <clears throat> Eleven? Um, well, he's got a, a bloody halfling jamming a spoon in his mouth, so he's a little more inclined to listen. Uh, you can see his eyes kind of go wide at the uh, the fact, A, that there's someone else in the house, and B, that you've got the letter. Yeah, he uh, he goes quiet. Like, as quiet as someone, like, gargling a spoon can be. Quinny, do you mind just taking the spoon out? On my turn. <laughs> Fine, right, okay, right. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll let you remove the spoon as a free action. I, I, I take the spoon. Great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Hamilton's actually next in the initiative order, so this was not how he expected his day to go. And his shoes are still dirty. Um, so he uh, he yells to the guards, that, that, that'll be, oh, oh I, I found him, I found him, oh, that'll be quite enough. And you can kind of hear the footsteps kind of come to the door. They're like, my lord. He's like, I said, fuck off. And they, uh, they, they do just that. And he very quietly kicks the door closed behind him. Says, how did you cretins get into my house? We can drop out of initiative order now. I am still upstairs being unseen. Great. Can you roll me a stealth check? Yes. Uh, 16 total. <laughs> 16 total? Okay. Yep. You're good. Because I'm just like, hey, I'm going to be a lawyer tomorrow in this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is the Matt Murdoch That's problem smart. where it's yeah. like, I beat you up and put you in jail while wearing a mask yesterday, and today <laughs> yeah. I'm prosecuting you. Yeah. He looks furious and uh, upset, and there's some blood in his mouth, but he's, uh, he's staring you both down. Now, I don't think it matters how we got in here personally, but I can tell you two things. One... Your beloved butler was trying to kill you. Samling? Samling himself. That gnomish son of a bitch. Let me tell you, I've asked him ten questions at this point. Where is he? Would you like to ask him questions yourself? Well, why was he trying to kill me? I've treated him as anyone would treat a butler, with disdain, rage, and occasional coin. I know. Normally that seems to be able to tap down the worst impulses of the lower class. <sighs> yes, the lower classes. But it seems some force greater than his took a hold of his mind and mobilized him in every across this land to rise up against those like you, good judge. And don't you wish to continue being seen as a good, respectable judge? He looks at the bloody gnome clothes, looks back at you and says, Yes, I suppose I do. Did Never Ember put you up to this? No, it was Never Ember. <laughs> he likes to think of himself as having the mind of someone greater than him, but, well... He certainly puts the never, never ember. Ah, yes, well, despite you breaking into my house and presumably murdering and for some reason wearing my dead butler's garb, it seems that we have a similar mind. Just a shame he'll never finish that novel about the family he could have had. It's really invested by chapter five. That was good. Yeah, it was not bad. If you want to ask him how it ends, I can set that up for you. <laughs> no, I may take you up on that. Hmm. Now, what do you people want? As you can tell, I am a man of business and a man of, of good judgment. So. And I respect that. But I also know that you are set to come to a certain conclusion in the trial of one certain butthole, are you not? I shudder every time I have to write the name in a legal brief, but yes, the matter of butthole will be in front of the court tomorrow. Are you saying tomorrow. this butthole will be sealed? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that after an appropriate amount of time, his butthole will be open to the public as they see fit. But until that time, so yes, his, butt, his butthole shall remain sealed. Oh my. As is the way of law. Now, the way of law also tells me that, say, if you're doing some dealings uh, and getting some very interesting financial kickbacks from certain old construction projects that are going on, especially if you're investing with a company known for its ill repute. Well, oh, Horsenfeffer. Hmm. Now. I've been caught. <laughs> this is easy. Jeez. <laughs> this secret, though, can die with us. When we die of old age. <laughs> I mean, I if you're willing to kill yourselves, that would solve my problem, I suppose. I meant metaphorically. Mm, uh, okay, yes. I, I hear this how I sound. Can stay I a secret. This can. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Hey, no problem. Hey, God, you are, you're a good friend. <laughs> this can stay a secret with us as long as we guarantee butthole does not end up fucked. <laughs> can you roll me a persuasion check, please? I'll roll an opposed check. 
14. That's right. Pemberton rolled a two. So good news. He seems still pretty mad that all this has happened, but uh, more concerned about uh, the papers than anything else. So um, he uh, he begrudgingly agrees to your conditions and uh, promises that his vote will be in favor of exonerating Butthole. So at least I don't need to read any more legal briefs tonight. Well, you've got that going for you, which is nice. Speaking of, do you know any good butlers? I believe I could perhaps find someone for you. You know, I'm rethinking this plan of the people who broke into my house helping to hire my staff. You can see yourselves out. Uh, so he opens the door and says, uh, uh, Guards, uh, as you know, I've been entertaining uh, a band of performers for a private showing of The Butler Did It, a murder tragedy. Uh, they'll be seeing themselves out now. Uh, I say, I'll be right back. Scamper up the stairs. Gnome in the bag. Uh, <laughs> change, I guess. And also, as I come back down, before Alan comes down, I say... Face the wall to uh, Pemberton. Uh, he does so. Great. You're in the clear. Can I just go in the bag? <laughs> the gnome, the gnome yeah, barely fits There's a corpse the in the bag, Shit. Alan. A well, naked gnome well, corpse. Also the, we, we may need it for later. <laughs> <that's> not... <laughs> if you cut off your arms and legs, you could fit in the bag. I'm going to keep them. You sure? Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I was thinking. Um, is it is it dimly lit? Yeah, you guys have been there for a long time. It's it's getting pretty dark. Okay, so I am going to use my cloak of the bat mm-hmm. and turn into a bat, and I'm going to fly down the stairs to to the front door. And as soon as we Wait, open the front open door, I'm going to change back into. Oh. <laughs> cool. <laughs> oh shit! She's, she's full Draculaing. <laughs> yeah, just going to scare the shit out of some guards. <laughs> Um, you tell no one what you saw. Das <laughs> Vampir. <laughs> Fuck. Wait. Just you, you can stay oh. as a bat for an hour, so you could also fly further away. You don't have to yeah. immediately transform. I, no, I'm thinking. Yeah. If, uh, we just have to. I just don't want the guards to be like, "Hey, three of you went in, and only two of you came out." I, I don't plan on coming back here. And uh, Pemberton has told the guards that right. you guys were. Yes. Okay. Also, cool. like things are already different. Like clearly, something shady is happening because like von Strauss went in like two hours ago. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Okay. Know. All right. I'm yeah. just gonna stick to my battiness. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fly out a window. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. It's one of those things where you, you sort of like grab the edges of the cloak and you're like, yeah. I guess this might work. And as you say work, you just like feel kind of a an odd tingle all over your body and suddenly your senses are violently altered. You're seeing things in echolocation. You're hearing spectacular. Your eyesight's yes. terrible. And uh, after a couple failed flitters, you're able to fly and you fly out the window into the night. Yes. And I'm just stoked. Cool. Because I'm flying. That, yeah. So uh, I've never seen this happen. So Quinny <laughs> screams. <laughs> In abject horror. <laughs> no, I, I leave. Pemberton says, is like everything cool fine up there? Cucumber. I hear a lot of screaming. Uh, uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's just start. I, I think. You are the strangest murderer blackmailers I've ever met. <laughs> and I've met a few. So he lets you go. And as much as you'd like to go catch up with uh, Butthole, you know that the uh, Hall of Justice probably won't let you in at this late hour. Okay. You might be able to bat your way in, but they might find it strange if someone transmogrified in the jail. Right. I'm, I, I want to do a little quick check-in on Butthole just to make sure he's okay. Is there any other way you can contact him without being there? Mm. Got no magic communication or anything? Nope. No? Uh, oh, it's gonna, is it going to take me a while to get there? You're flying, so at bat speed, no, not really. Yeah. Quinny, can you roll me an insight check, please? 19. You take a quick cursory look around, and you see Goblin Jr. is nowhere to be found. Oh. You just notice it. It doesn't necessarily mean something to you either okay. way, but you just notice he's gone. I notice he's gone. I yell out, Goblin Jr. There's no snarf response. Okay. I take note of that and move on out. So you, uh, where are you all going to spend the night? Butthole, obviously you're in jail, so... Yeah, I don't really have a lot of options. I'm going to spend it in the bed. I think I need to sleep tonight, yep. so I'm either going to be put up at an inn or... Go crash with not Peter Baelish. If that's on the table. Well, yeah, we're friends, right? Yeah. Great. Yeah, you can you can come crash at my... I've got some actually cool board games if you want to... Sorry, I'm... Get, <clears throat> no, no, no. Or whatever, like... What board or games? we could, like, what do crimes, whatever. <laughs> uh, like I've got, uh, I've got crocodile dentist. You got, you got crocodile dentist. I uh, got it in a uh, illegal trade from a far off land, but uh, that's not important. It's well, I mean, super fun. I wanted to get some sleep tonight, but I guess we're not. <laughs> so you guys head off to uh, back to the beach, Leviathan, to play crocodile dentist. We can um, place bets on it. It'll be fun. Yeah, this will be great. Alan, uh, where are you going to sleep tonight? Can I go check on butthole? 
Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so I'm just going to flit over. Has he got a window in his cell? Yeah, that, there's that, the whole yes. edge of the prison area is open with those pillars for right. you know, okay. spooky jail lighting. Okay, so I'm flying over to the Hall of Justice. So both the right Steves to seem to be kind of snoozing. Um, one, one of the Steves is actually sleeping uh, in his quarters as one Steve on duty for the night. Uh, he doesn't notice the bat fly in because sometimes they get birds and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. He's uh, quite wrapped up in something he's reading. So you flitter over. Butthole is currently in bed. Can I speak? You speak like a bat. Says <laughs> in like in bat speak. All right. <laughs> How good's your animal handling there, butthole? I got a pretty solid <laughs> animal handling. I mean, I'm fluent in wolf now, so. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to try just to be like, please understand, butthole. What's going on? Any updates? Tom, what are the fucking rules on this shit, eh? Because <laughs> I still have my. question, Ryan. Because I still have my like intelligence, my wisdom, and my charisma. Is that true? Yeah. Oh. The creature is limited in its actions uh, it can perform by the nature of its new form. It can't speak, cast spells, or take any other action that requires hands or speech. So the bat like squeaks at me for a bit. I wake up and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, nice to meet you, butthole fart. I mean, you know, you're here. So I don't get the squeaking at all. But I think the answer to this question might be interpretive dance. So I like clear <laughs> some space on my table and I'm like, go here, dance it out. I'll get what I get. I like this plan a lot. Um, so I'd, I kind of like waddle over in that weird bat way to, the, to like the floor. Into <laughs> this like is a, so weird. Into like a shaft of moonlight. And like, oh, oh I, I clutter back up that spot on the table I made for you because you're oh, making sorry. a better. No, I'm like, yeah. you made a better choice. Like I look at the bat and I'm like, nailed it. And then I use my one wing to like point to the moon. And then I like take my like I, like my little claw like hand and just like I'm banging a gavel like a hammer. Okay. And then I turn around and put my butt in your face and this kind of like. Can you roll me a performance a check, please, Alan? <laughs> What's that? Something oh, invented. Shit. Go for it. There, there, yeah, there's a performance check. Uh, 12 total. Check. Well, I mean, you as Alan with like understanding all of this, having the brain of, of a person and the body of a bat, this all makes perfect sense to you. But <laughs> yeah. the bat form, like the little clawed hand hammer thing isn't necessarily as close as you think. Uh, Butthole, can you roll me an insight check? 16 total. Do you have animal handling? Are you trained in animal handling? I am. Uh, I, I have a plus four in it, but I'm not officially trained. Okay. I'm trained in wolf handling, self-taught. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. You're getting about half of this. Like, you, you get the sense that something's weird here, um, and, you know, casting your mind back to Jakob, you're like, all right, well, maybe. Um, so I look at the bat, and I go, Jakob? <laughs> and uh, I just, I shake my head. I go, uh, is there, like, some straw around? No. You have a pencil, Yeah, though, I see the bat looking writing. around. I just point to the table and the ink, and I'm yeah. like, okay, not Yakup. <laughs> but, but I can't write. Um, well, well, you couldn't, like, okay. pick, no, you pick okay. up a pen. You can't pick up a pen. I would allow you to dip your little tiny bat hands in ink and try and write. So I, I okay, re-clear the, the, the spot on the table, mm. and I pick up the ink, and I pour a little ink on the spot so that there's a little, like, like, like pool that the okay. bat could, like, dip its foot in or whatever. Okay. And I do that, and I just try, try to, like, walk across, a, like, a piece of parchment and just try to spell out Alan. I mean, I look at the bat and I go, okay. <laughs> Can you roll me a dexterity check? Yes. I figured you could just write it, but... St- you know what? I like this. We're sticking with the dance theme. I'm on board. Yeah. Five. I look across the hallway and I go, Yovganovich. Huh? Check this out. <laughs> Bats. Those are basically rats with wings. I am into this. Wow. I like this bat. That's cool. Earlier you were just okay with them, <laughs> but you're really into it now. But this one does tricks. Yevgenovich starts to watch intently through the, the bars. So, Alan, your dexterity check wasn't great, so it, <laughs> no. it doesn't really look like much. It's just like smears of, of ink, but like very lovingly smeared ink. Okay, so I look at this and I go, Ugh. you can nod your head up and down or side to side. So let's just go with yes, no's. And I just nod my head furiously. Okay, good. Oh, man, good. that bat can understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you just a bat? <laughs> <laughs> shake my head. No. And then Yevgenovich is like, are you Raxenort in disguise? Ooh, ooh, good question. And I just kind of look over. No, like shake, like shake my head. I don't know. It could no. still be Raxenort. Did That's the kind of thing he does. Moonhammer send you? And I kind of tilt my head and then shake it. No. Okay. Do I? Kn- <laughs> There's a version of this rebuttal and just <laughs> not <your> zero war. <laughs> Heathens? Uh, no. Uh, it, okay. Do I know you? I nod my head. Are you Jacob? I shake my head. I was really betting this was Jacob. Okay. And just kind of sigh. <laughs> oh, love um, that sigh. That's adorable. Ryan, can you grill me a perception check, please? Yes. 21 total. That frustrated sigh slump is real familiar because it's what Alan does almost every time you pr- suggest a plan. And I'm like, Alan! 
And I just like, I nod and I kind of dance around for a minute. And I match the same dance, like standing up. And oh, then he gets into it, but he's just doing Cute. like little thrusts. Yeah. And then I, I, uh, I'm just so happy. And I'm like, hey, this bat thing's new. I like this. I like this a lot. It makes you so sneaky. Do you know who's sneaky now? You. Not Quinny. You. Meanwhile, in the uh, beach Leviathan, uh, you're deep in a like a pretty intense game of crocodile dentist. And yeah. Quinny, suddenly you're like, hey, wait, just, I don't know. Just like in, you get a gut feeling that something's amiss. Yeah. And hey. because of it, the crocodile comes down on my hand. Ah, oh, you've got to watch for that one. Uh, not Peter Baelish, just won five coins. All right. Back to the jail cell. So I got some good news and some bad news. Good news. Yevgenovich and I played some chess and I won. Bad news. Trials tomorrow morning. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I, I like kind of mimic rolling over dead onto my back. Oh, so I'm fucked. Thanks. <laughs> I'm so glad you're my lawyer. Well, you know, we'll do what we can do. I got some ideas. I'm sure you guys, I mean, you were going to go two places today and you were going to solve this. So I'm sure you got to both places and you found some great stuff. That's just going to solve a lot of problems because I'm sure legally you're 110% ready for this. I mean, outside of all the weird adventuring you're doing, like you're a smart person. I bet you read some real good law papers. You did some real good studying. Like I'm just honestly, I don't want to say this to like Quinny or Goblin Jr. or anybody else. But I am like so glad you're my lawyer because you're like my smartest friend. So I know you're going to get me through this because the first thing you're going to think of the whole time is me. Because Quinny, you know, he's got his kleptomania. So like sometimes he thinks of like picking things up and then he wants to share them most of the time. But if there's one thing I know, it's that Alan's going to be 100% focused on me, on making sure I'm okay this whole time because you're the coolest. So thank you. Nivgenovich is like, sounds pretty cool. You're that friend for me, butthole. I was thinking about you the whole time I was saying that, but <laughs> I'd never forget you. And Thanks, then, man. And then wiggles I, around a little bit. Yeah, and I do some like little rhythmic farts that we can sort of dance to. And then I look back at Alan, and I'm like, so first thing in the morning, time for you to save my ass. <laughs> I got some ideas. I'll tell you when you can talk. It's too hard to strategize. And I just like really reluctantly nod. I know. Back. I don't want you to leave either. I'd rather we were together forever. And a second sigh. <laughs> So, um, Alan, are you going to, where are you going to go sleep? Are you going to go so, join these guys in the tavern or what's um, your plan? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go, go back. So um, I pick up Alan and I turn around to face my butt towards those gaps that are at the building. And I say, I'll be the wind beneath your wings. And I hold her behind my butt and I fart my hardest <laughs> fart to like give her like a blast off. I'm just like spluttering. <laughs> yeah. After a brief trip to the floor, choking <laughs> with your tiny bat lungs and your heightened sense of smell. <laughs> Um, you managed to uh, <laughs> to get your wings back under you and, and escape into the night. The uh, morning of the third day hits. You've been informed, and Alan has uh, let you guys know that the trial has been moved up to noon, so you still have the morning to plan. I think it'd probably be a good idea to go uh, check in with Butthole and try and uh, get sort of some uh, some basic things sorted out. Uh, you still have time to uh, do some other investigation if you like. You have some time to do uh, whatever you need to do in town. Uh, the trial will begin at noon uh, at the Hall of Justice. Not Peter Baelish and Quinny, can you each roll me a d20, please? And add your charisma. <laughs> Natural 20. <laughs> 14. So over the course of the evening, even though he did get his hand caught in the crocodile's mouth uh, at least once... You came to realize that Crocodile Dentist is a very popular game in prison, and as a result, Quinny is a master at Crocodile Dentist. So you realize that he basically did the Crocodile Dentist equivalent of hustling you, and as a result, he has won a considerable sum of money from you uh, to the amount of uh, 200 gold coins. Now, if you don't have all of that on you, he's happy to take an IOU. Now, Quinny, you can choose what you do with that. You can also forgive the debt, since you were playing theoretically friendly Crocodile Dentist, but... That's how it went down. I think because we're, we're criminal peers, I will forgive it, the debt, but I will also bring it up at any point in time whenever we need leverage over you. <laughs> game, respect, game. Uh, I'll also say at one point in the evening, uh, perhaps after a couple of drinks, you decided to use uh, the teeth that you've knocked out of that dude as crocodile teeth for a bit. Oh, definitely. It was real Two golden fun. teeth in that crocodile, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, yeah, and again, just to kind of restate my point more succinctly, the debt is great for favors and stuff like that, but the debt is useless if it's paid. So yeah, you don't have to pay it, but I just get to remind you of it whenever I need something from you. Well, all's fair in love and war and crocodile dentist. Alan, you didn't stay up all night playing uh, <laughs> board games, um, but I think perhaps Butthole's uh, words of legal defense got to you a bit. Uh, how did you spend your evening? I, I just sleeping fitfully. 
or trying to sleep fitfully and just kind of running over crazy scenarios that make absolutely no sense. A lot lot of dead gnomish (laughs) kind of like spectral images (laughs) making their way, giving me legal advice that didn't make sense. Can you roll me a will save, please? Eight total. You feel uh, kind of off your game this morning. Uh, your your horrible dreams. Uh, you'd hoped you'd be able to shake them off, but uh, the one big disadvantage to being a mage, sometimes those dreams have kind of a, a powerful after effect. So uh, I'm going to give you disadvantage on Ooh. your first brain based roll. So whether it's oh, an great. intelligence the check, a wisdom check, or a <laughs> check. So your first one in court will be a disadvantage. Well, wow, that's all sorts of no good. Yep. <laughs> Butthole, you woke up. Uh, I feel like you probably woke up on your own. Uh, you know, it's early morning. Yeah, if um, I woke up and there's somebody else in that cell, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> I'm Sorry, when I said alone, I mean like on your own. But That's I'm, not true. Yevgenovich is with me at all times. <laughs> By that, I meant with no alarm clock, but you wouldn't have an alarm clock because it's a forgotten realms. Anyway. <laughs> I just woke up to a real loud fart. <laughs> Yeah, Yevgenovich woke up too and was like, cool, and he went back to sleep. But uh, so, you know, you're doing sort of your, your normal morning uh, morning stuff, uh, waiting for these guys to show up. When there is uh, sort of a, a guy appears at the doorway and says, uh, uh, pardon me, uh, Mr. Farch. Hey, what's up, buddy? This uh, isn't the same guy from before. No, it's it? a different guy. Similar similar attitude, dressed the same way, looks like a different clerk. He says, uh, listen, we, uh, we have on our documents that uh, you have a care animal uh, that's supposed to be permitted to you. That's true. I have a, stra- a stress animal. We, uh, we found this one outside the jailhouse uh, in the early hours, and he, uh, he brings Goblin Jr. in. Unlike his normal, excitable self, uh, he seems tired, scared, he's wet, and freshly burned into his face is the bastardized symbol of Moonhammer. Oh! <gasps> All right, so I... Uh, oh, my God. I'm unhappy. Uh, and I, I I go ice cold instead of the butthole's usual emotional self. And I'm like, uh, I, got a, I got a question for you, uh, new friend. He looked like that when you found him? Yeah, one of our clerks found him out there uh, when he came to open up. Looks like he'd been there overnight. Okay, you should leave. And you should leave him here because I'm feeling stressed. Uh, well, hey, I mean, he looks stressed too. He's your stress dog. So he uh, opens the cage and like pushes him in and then closes the cage. Cool. And then leaves. And then I look over at the Steves and I'm like, guys, we've been having a good time. This is my stress animal. It is injured. I can heal it if this collar <laughs> comes off. If you do that for me, I give you a solemn oath, which is I will not escape at any point. I swear this on my goddess Moonhammer, which is not this fucking symbol. (laughs) We're going to sort that shit out in a minute. I need 30 seconds. I can do this healing. The caller goes back on, and I will give you no trouble. Should someone come and try to break me out, I will stay. I give you my oath if you take this caller off and let me heal this dog. Roll me a persuasion check. And do you know what? I have a stored up piece of stank from our previous adventure that has not been used. And I'm putting some fucking stank on this request. Okay, did not help, but I'm going with the first roll. So a grand total of 14. The Steves look at each other and they don't seem particularly into this, uh, except that uh, they rolled a one. So um, what you don't know is that uh, Steve with a PH, he too is a dog lover. And, uh, you know, he's had several dogs over the course of his life. And he used to uh, he'd take care of uh, war dogs that had been injured in uh, in campaigns and battles before he became a watchman. So he kind of like nods knowingly. And he uh, he goes over to the cell. And the other Steve's like, what are you doing, man? He's like, shut up. It's come on, man. Look, 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 look at this guy. Look at this little guy. Goblin Jr.'s like, snarf. And he's like, look, 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 at, this little, look, look at this little snarf. So he, um, he unlocks the cell and he says, listen. You seem like a, a pretty stand-up guy. We've seen some bad, some some bad hombres come through here. Um, <laughs> some reason I still like this, Steve, but I'm worried about will I like him at the end of the statement. <laughs> uh, he's like, but uh, you you seem on the level. I'm gonna take you as a cleric on your oath, and he uh, he takes the collar off and sort of steps back. Great. Technically, this is usually just for like blinding and shit, lesser restoration, where I can heal one like physical ailment or whatever. I'd like to take that scar right the fuck off because that try. is not the symbol of Moonhammer. And fuck that fucking <laughs> shit. I, I say this to the guard. <laughs> that, that whole speech gets said. And Yevgenovich is like, yeah. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and so I go and I cast Lesser Restoration, uh, which is a level two And that's a, that's a touch spell, right? It is a touch spell, yes. So you reach out and you put your hand uh, over Goblin Jr.'s wound and uh, you sort of like reach out to Moonhammer. 
as you press against it, it starts to glow. And then the symbol of Moonhammer starts to glow on you. And it's kind of like one of those classic like energy pushing back and forth and back and forth. Roll me a d20 and add your... Spell bonus? Spell bonus, yeah. That makes sense. 22 total. You can see like it was... It was clearly like the brand was very raw, so like it was all the usual horrible shit that happens with a, a fresh burn. So it was like pussy and like rough. Uh, it starts to heal over a bit, and you can kind of feel the power dissipating. Uh, roll again, ten total. So it seals up a bit and sort of starts to look more like an old scar rather than like a, a fresh burn. Uh, and then suddenly it glows with fierce intensity. Your symbol on your forehead glows with fierce intensity. Your eyes go blue and suddenly you're blasted against the wall. Goblin Jr. is blasted against the other wall. And uh, Steve rushes back in and like slaps the collar back on you. You get the sense that you've eased Goblin Jr.'s pain. You might be able to remove the mark in future. But right now it's it's just like a, a still a fairly fresh scar, but it's no longer like... So I get I get back up off the wall and like stagger to my feet and I'm like... Steve, we're good, man. That wasn't no cheater shit. Somebody's fucking around, and I don't fucking like it. And I'm like, it's and I like, I, I'm still sort of like weaving. And then I'm like, just close the door and lock it. I don't want you to get yeah. nervous. So he we're does good. that, and then uh, as he does so, like you know, he pulls it close with one hand. And then he reaches through and touches your shoulder, and he's like, "You did good by that dog." And then he goes back to his desk. And I say, "Thanks, man." We might need to call you in court. <laughs> <laughs> and then I turn to Goblin Junior. and I just say, "A, we're gonna fix this." B, and then I'm like, I lean in close because I don't want anybody else to hear this, but I'm like, I'm going to kill so many people, <laughs> like all of them, just so you know. And then I'm just like, there's only one word I need you to, like one name I need from you, and that's who did it. And he snarfs at me, and I know what it means because I speak wolf. So, Tom, I'm going to let you answer this question, but who did it? Snarflesworth. I'm gonna fucking kill that guy! <laughs> you son of a bitch! This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Friends, half-orcs, countrymen, lend me your pointy ears. Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a podcast which combines the art and beauty of classic literature with the fun of Dungeons and Dragons roleplay. These episodes are led by me, Kate, your master teacher, which is dungeon master meets high school English teacher. We take on quests in these fascinating worlds, meeting and adventuring with the greatest literary characters of all time, solving puzzles set up by the dubious Dr. Frankenstein. One eye is over there, and the other eye is rolled over there. Exactly right. Hunting Moby Dick alongside Captain Ahab. (laughs) I've rolled a one. Oh, you rolled a one! Of Mice and Men and Monsters is a faithful yet irreverent way to interact with the stories which have influenced us for centuries. Plus, it's a much more exciting way to experience literature than writing an essay. Essays don't have swords which burst into flame, or poop monsters hiding in toilets. Anybody got some poop for me? A new episode of Of Mice and Men and Monsters is released every other Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts. 